Welcome back to TCK Care, the podcast. This is your host, Stephen Black, and today we are going to be diving in a little bit on one of my favorite questions, where are you from? Joining us on the show is a TCK Care expert, Donna Messenger. Donna Messenger directs Barnabas's Transition Seminar at Cedarville University. She has done TCK Care with so many TCKs and has handled this question so many times, not only in uh, in dealing with TCKs one-on-one, but then also teaching them how to share their story. So this is, I think this question is going to help a lot, whether that's helping you as a TCK share your story and just process your own story to yourself, figuring out how, you, how best you can share your story, or whether you're a TCK care provider and talking about stories is something that you want to do with the TCKs in your sphere of influence. So, ladies and gentlemen, Donna Messenger. Today, I want to just ask you about TCKs and storytelling, because I feel like this is an important part of the TCK journey, um, and this is something that we talked a lot about at the Transition Seminar. I've heard a lot of TCKs um, come off the field, and you know, you just ask them, hey, where are you from? And just that one simple question that's supposedly a pretty normal conversational piece uh, for most people, TCKs kind of uh, hang their heads and or roll their eyes or something and um, take a great big pause and then say, well, what do you mean? Where am I from? You know, because they've been to so many places, like what exactly do you want to know? Do you want to know the most recent place that they've come from? Or do you want to know where they grew up for most of their lives? Or do you want to know where their family's from? Or do you want to know where they're planning on going to college? Or, you know, and I think the real thing, the real issue is that uh, TCKs are having a hard time telling their stories. And I think that sometimes they've um, told their stories um, poorly. They have very interesting stories, but they've just told them in such a way that um, people kind of blow them off. Um, So I really wanted to um, just get you on the podcast and... uh, hear about TCKs and storytelling. What are some of the ways that TCKs share their stories so that they're actually heard? Well, let's see, I've heard a lot of TCK stories. Um, most of the time I'm with kids on a one-on-one thing, you know, to get some of their, to hear some of their stories. And, and I think that it does make a difference. Those of us that are in TCK ministry, they're a little bit more comfortable mm-hmm. sharing with us. Right. You know, so... Because they know I get the fact that their story is complicated, you know. So yeah. I know they know that I know that, you know. So right. that makes it a little bit more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as I've observed them, like, um, like on that college campus setting where they're with other people, I do kind of see them hesitant sometimes. Mm-hmm. Especially with that question, like that's almost one of my biggest things is I would like to help them get rid of the fear of that question of where are you from and be ready with an answer, mm, you know, yeah. um, that, that sometimes that can get them over some of their initial fear, um, mm-hmm. you know, so I think that, I think they just don't always know how much to share, how soon you know, how they, they their stories are so complex and packed with so much stuff, they don't hardly know where to start, you know? Right, right. Like, other than to go back to the beginning, 
I was born here, then we lived here, then we lived there. And so often their stories are packed just with geography. Mm, you know, um, yeah. these are places we lived, you know, then we moved here, then went back to America for a while, then we went back, then we lived in this town. And I, I not to belittle that, but it is kind of just geography. So, but get that part out of the way, you know, and right. somehow find a way to get to the heart of who you are, you know, not just the geography of it. Yeah. I started uh, recommending to TCKs. Um, because geography is such a, an important piece to them sometimes. And they want to say, like, well, you know, I was born in Mozambique, and then when I was one month old, I moved to... And, like, you've already lost people, right? They're like, their eyes have glazed over. Right. They're not really listening anymore. Right. But that is still an important part of their story. And so I've started recommending to TCKs when people ask you, where are you from? You can start by with just a five-second summary of your entire life. And you'll keep an attention span for five seconds. You can say... Well, my family's from Colorado, but I grew up overseas, and then stop, and then turn it back on them and say, and where and where are you from, you know? And then if they want to know, like, well, overseas, well, where overseas and why, then they're going to ask that question. But if they're not really interested, then it's there's no point in even trying to tell that story, because if they're not interested in the geography of your story, then um, trying to communicate that in a meaningful way is going to be just frustrating. Yeah, there's a couple pieces of what you just said that are really important. One of them is a little a little bit at a time mm -hmm. and, and fairly general, like that idea of, um, you know, my family's home base is Tennessee, but, um, you know, I basically, I grew up overseas. And, yeah. and stop and let them see what they want to do with that. Some people are totally satisfied. Some people want to know more. And then you say, well, it was Brazil, you know, or whatever, you know, then if they want to know more, they'll ask. But if they don't, then you're, you know, you're good for now, you know? Right, right. But the other half of what you said that's important is to ask the question the other way. Oh, so where are you from? And that's mm -hmm. the piece that I, I feel like is so important. Um, Stephen Covey said, seek first to be, uh, to understand before being understood. And it's one of those, it's the basic principle of having an influential life and of, you know, that's, that's a business type um, quote, mm. He's a, that kind of author. But just saying, you know, care about others too, you know, like it's not all about you and your story, even though your story is pretty interesting, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, if you reach out to other people, then they'll want to know more about you as well. If all you do is go up to somebody, say, you know, exchange names, and then you just push play and out comes all your, all your story, then, yeah, you've turned them off, you know? Right. And um, people are always interested in people who are interested in them, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, they, so, like... If you're continuing to ask them questions and you're interested in them, then they'll reciprocate that. Mm -hmm. And they're not always, I, I tell in cases too, you're pretty good at meeting strangers. You've done it your whole life. Mm -hmm. But a lot of Americans aren't that mm -hmm. good at meeting strangers. Right. You know, they maybe have grown up in the same town their whole life and everybody they know is a small circle of people and you know people in multiple states and maybe even multiple countries. You know, so you're used to that. So 
you know, back up just a little bit and take it slowly. And that whole conversation, I've had this with Darcy, but do you remember that whole conversation about relationship negotiation? Yeah, yeah, that was good. Where we talk about that monocultural people need time first. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be, and there's a sense in which the trust that's in there that they need the time to decide if they trust you enough to share their story with you. Mm-hmm. But a TCK doesn't always have time. In fact, usually doesn't. Right. So they use their story straight up, up front mm-hmm. to decide if I trust you enough to spend time with you. Right. If you won't accept me for my story, then I don't have time for you. And right. they, they move on. You know, so that's the piece that I always tell TCKs, I can't get to all the Americans, but I can talk to you and here's how it works, you know, Mm -hmm. so give them time. You know, that's, that's such a, it's a negotiation thing. When you're meeting new people, there's a negotiation that goes on and you have to figure out how are we going to connect? How are we going to get to know each other? It happens that way in a dating relationship. That's what dating is about. You get to know each other and you figure out how are we going to communicate and how are we going to negotiate whatever decision-making we're doing about where we're eating out tonight or whatever the issue at hand is. That's the same way in just regular friendships as well. I guess to me, there's always, I like showing TCKs that bigger picture of, well, what's your goal here? Mm -hmm. If your goal is to build some friends, you know, like I'm here in this new place, I want to get to know people, you know, how can I make friends? Then let's study how that works. How does it work to make friends with new people? Part of that is is definitely about story. But you need to be just as interested in their story as you hope they are in yours. Right. So it's an exchange. Yeah. And and it may take longer, and it will take longer than you think. Mm -hmm. um, But it's okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to understand that monocultural mono people need time. Yeah. And then, so give them time. <laughs> so when they say you want to go hang out at the mall or you want to go to the coffee shop or whatever, that's an invitation to friendship, which may or may not turn into friendship, who knows, but mm-hmm. it's spending time. And mm-hmm. so do the, do the due diligence and spend the time and exchange whatever level of exchange you get in the way of exchanging the geography or whatever you want to call it, you know? Right. And for, and for a TCK, for a TCK, that may be a little bit of a frightening experience, right? They're essentially investing time in a relationship that they don't know if it's going to work out. Well, that's the thing when you, and again, like at this retreat, you know, when I go to these retreats or wherever, even reentry, you get there and they, meet each other and they have that shared experience of being raised overseas in a different country from their parents' home culture, which is the definition. Yeah. And it just clicks. It clicks immediately and you, you're with someone who gets you. Yeah. So you're safe. Right. right. Absolutely. And so it is scary to meet a monocultural person because you're like, will they accept me? Will they mm. accept me with my story? My mm-hmm. story is different from theirs. What are they going to do with that? Mm-hmm. And so it, question can be asked the other way around. What am I going to do with their story? Mm. And we're pretty quick as 
you know, the TCKs are quick to say, well, of course I'll accept them. I accept everybody if they are. Well, <laughs> really? You know, maybe, yeah. maybe not. <laughs> Come on, we're all a little bit judgmental. If the issue is to spend time and you're not willing to spend time, then no, you're not accepting them. Right, yeah. The way absolutely. you want to be accepted. So yeah. that's, and I like to take them to that bigger picture of what are you trying to accomplish here? Yeah, that's a great question. If you're trying to just stand up in front of a bunch of people and say, here's my story, look at me, you can find a platform for that. Yeah, there's a time and a place for that. that. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. you to remember what you're trying to accomplish and then know the right way to go about it. That's the thing, you know. Yeah. And know your audience. They say that about all speaking. If you're speaking anywhere, know your audience. So you know the right way to approach them and what to say to them. So, and I always just say it always is going to take longer than you think. So be patient with the process mm, and let it good. be let it be a process. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and they're not used to that. It's been their whole lives of short-term relationships. You know, you're on a furlough. You're in a different church every Sunday. You make a new best friend by noon. And then by after the evening service, you're gone and you never see them again, you know. Right. So there's not a lot of positive things in many ways about meeting new people, you know. Yeah. Um, So the the challenge is to be be brave and go for it, you know. Mm -hmm. But be Mm -hmm. patient with the process that it takes. Yeah, that's good. You know, I just, uh, I just had a conversation with another student, um, at Western, um, and the semester is half over. We were sitting after our morning class, as we often do, we were sitting together reading over the textbook side by side, and he looks up at me and says, so Stephen, what, what brought you to study here in this particular program? And I just had this bizarre moment, and I thought, dude, we're already friends. Like, we've already spent time together. Like, I as a TCK consider this a friendship. And yet you're asking me like a pretty basic question. And I just, I just kind of like chuckled to myself on the inside because I realized that was a TCK moment. Like he's been spending time waiting to get into our story. And like, I've just been attending class with him thinking that because we were spending time, we're already friends. And I had to like check myself and like, oh yeah, okay, this is an appropriate expression of story now. Like he wants to hear my story. So I'm going to tell him a little bit of mine. And then like you said, turn it around and hope that, you know, I can be as interested in his story as he is in mine. And, um, so yeah, yeah. that was, that was definitely an interesting experience. I'm a, I am a TCK care coordinator and yet I'm still a TCK and like, I'm still learning how to apply some of these lessons to my life. When we were at the transition seminar, um, I liked how, uh, I don't remember who was presenting, but someone said, you know, um, this can be, uh, possibly a humorous source of miscommunication when a TCK approaches, uh, you know, an American and says, I'm, you know, I'm just going to share my story with you and, um, just give you some of the more, you know, meaningful details of my life. And the American goes, wow, we're really good friends already. That was fast. And the TCK is thinking, you know, let's evaluate each other here. And this is like the beginning of a relationship. If that, you know, whereas, um, the American approaches the TCK and says, hey, let's hang out. And the TCK says, well, without having shared our stories, like, I don't trust you. I can't, I can't go out for, you know, I can't, I can't go out for coffee or go out to the game or whatever with you. Like, we don't know each other. 
Yeah, there's always a lot of that. I love those memes that come up with the thoughts that are going on in your head, you know, while the conversation says this, but this is what you're really thinking. Mm. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of those like that. But it's very true. We do. We're constantly analyzing situations and how does this work and what didn't work or yeah. what surprises me. And even things like that where someone asks you a question and sometimes you could even be like, I think I told you this already, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. but that was when I was, had pushed play and was doing my steal, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, but that happens, you know, and it's, and I realized too, especially the older I get, I realize there's a lot of things about different ones of my friends that I'll ask a question and then they'll tell me something I'm like, oh, that's right. You told me that, you know, and I remember <laughs> it, but man, details can slip, you know, and yeah. And I don't know if that's a TCK specialty that they're better at remembering details mm. because they have so many, you know, mm. um, mm-hmm. that make up their story. So they're good at putting all of that in place and keeping it in order, you know, that's yeah. otherwise they don't necessarily feel like they have any semblance of meaning, you know. Sure, yeah. And and so the meaning actually is in the story, you know, the process of it, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Right? And so they feel like they have to have all the pieces in order for it to make any sense. Right. And monocultural people don't. Right. Their stories in many ways are simpler, but yet they have complexities of their own. Right, absolutely. It takes a while to figure out what they are. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, and like you said earlier, too, like TCKs are um, experts at meeting strangers, right? And so they've practiced meeting people and they've practiced putting names to faces, um, especially with especially with strangers. And I think perhaps um, that can be to their advantage sometimes that they've heard so many stories and tried to keep track of so many people that uh, perhaps they might have a little bit of a step up on someone who has um, has known people over a longer course of time and has had an opportunity to um, sort of cement the pieces of story from those significant relationships over the course of their friendship. Yeah. So Donna, tell me, is there a script that you kind of generically recommend for introducing yourself to Americans? Yeah, I don't know if I've scripted more than to encourage them to come up with that short answer for where are you from mm-hmm. you know work on something practice it if you need to <laughs> or and sometimes I've said come up with a 30 minute story of your life and then a 3 minute one and then mm. and then the whole story you mm-hmm. know like come up with several versions of it Yeah, that include fewer and or more detail based on how receptive they are or how interested they are, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, I mean, you know, I've, I've always kind of operated on that if they want to know more, they'll ask, but that's <laughs> not always true either. Sometimes people don't know how to ask questions, you know, sure, yeah. and how do you know when someone's ready to be willing, mm-hmm. you know, to yeah. hear your story or yeah. whatever. And it's like, that's, that's a, personality people kind of think that you just have to learn how to do it mm. and how to read people and whether they're 
interested or whether they're just being polite or if you've, you know, a little bit of that glazed over look on their eyes, then you know you've probably gone too far, you know. And that, um, to look, I, I would say, encourage them to find, if they have to, write out your story mm-hmm. or write out bullet points or something mm-hmm. and then find ways to give little snippets mm-hmm. of things that are little sound bites that are enough for now. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like say you grew up on the Amazon and you lived in a village because your parents did tribal work and they did a lot of like Bible translation or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and to be honest, that's even a piece of the story that I think Americans are, can relate to is what your parents did. Yeah. Because that's often what churches in America, that's all they know about you. Right. Right. Is what your parents do. And it's a bone of contention in some ways for some case gays. Like, and all the only thing they know about me is what my parents do. Well, mm-hmm. then that's a starting place. Right. So, like, so like in your first meeting with somebody, you're like, well, I grew up on the, you know, I grew up on the Amazon. You know, I was born in New York State, but my parents went to do um, Bible translation, and I grew up in a, you know, remote tribal village on the, on the Amazon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something like that. You know, and they'll be like, Oh my goodness, that is really interesting. Right. And they may or may not want any more at that point, but you've given them a context of why did you grow up there, you know, and a, and something that they can hang on to, like they can hang their hat on translation of the Bible. And they all, you know, we all know that we need missionaries to translate the Bible to all these languages. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's like, that's something that they can relate to. Yeah. And they're like, oh, wow, that is really neat, you know. And so, like, and it might actually prompt questions that they can ask. Mm-hmm. To just mm-hmm. simply say, I grew up in Brazil or I grew up in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about Ukraine. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know, I don't know where to go with that. Yeah. I got nothing. I yeah. got nothing to say to respond to you when you say that. Mm-hmm. But if I say, my parents were part of starting a Bible Institute for pastors that had formerly been persecuted. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, wow. Now they know about persecuted pastors that they've heard about. You know, so, you know what I'm saying? Like to mm-hmm. come up with, come up with something in your story, which could, could potentially include what your parents' ministry was. Yeah. That would help them understand why you were there. And then that's the, the touch point, if you will, you know, a contact yeah. point. Yeah. That make that something that they can hear and understand. Like, you know, you talk to an average American college student who grew up in church in North America and they have this map of the world on the wall at their church with missionary prayer cards on it and mm-hmm. the little yarn thing, you know, that goes to where their country is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's totally. like they they know what's on the prayer card. Mm-hmm. That's Bible right. translation on the Amazon, you know, <laughs> or whatever. They know the real basic. And so if you can give them that, even if you may not spend a lot more time on that part of it, but it's at least something that can be something they can identify with. My parents taught in a MK school 
in Sao Paulo, Brazil. My parents taught it, you know, whatever. My parents did this. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, you know. Right. So how was that for you? Now they can maybe ask a question. Like, there, it, it just feels like there's a touch point that they feel like they can hang on to and be able to move forward. Whether they do or not will be up to them. Mm-hmm. But at least there's something that doesn't immediately put them on, oh, I don't know, on the defensive of, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know? I uh, not as much scripting as I would do for anybody other than to maybe... If someone's really struggling with that and I'm talking to them, yeah, I would probably continue to push and ask questions and help them get it down on paper and whatever mm-hmm. so that they can practice and learn mm-hmm. some few things to get started. The other side of the scripting could be how to ask good questions. Mm, yeah, how to ask you good know, questions. That's good. I've, ac- I've actually thought about it for our small groups at Rantry is doing something of an exercise where, you know, you come up with questions that they write in the back of their notebooks or something like that mm-hmm. to keep the questions to ask. So, you know, where did you grow up and were you homeschooled and, you know, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. even a touch point. And kids are often homeschooled. Mm-hmm. So if you find out and there's more and more kids in America are homeschooled. Right. And, but if they didn't, if they went to public school, that could be something completely different that an MK could be curious about. Right. Like, oh, wow, that's so really interesting. So, Or they got to play on all these sports teams or be in a marching band, you know? That's kind of like in high school. It's like, whoa, that's really cool. I don't even play an instrument, you know? That's really neat that you got to do that. How was that? Sounds like it would be really fun, and they could tell you some of their stories. So it's, a, you know, how to ask good questions and how to listen. And I think some of those um, more universal experiences, like education, um geography, all that, those are good questions to ask when you're meeting a new person for the first time. You may not know much about their lives, but um, almost everybody is educated to one degree or another. And so asking, you know, were you homeschooled, went to public school? What was that like? I think that like when people see that TCK is interested in them as much as, you know, some kid who grew up on the Amazon, like that's amazing. And it's such an interesting story. But then for that kid to be like, you know, growing up in one place and um, going to public school and knowing your extended family because they all live within three blocks of you. Yeah. That's amazing. Right. Like, tell me all about that experience. How different must that be, you know? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Even that, even that geography question of, like, sometimes I know it's frustrating to TCKs that Americans don't know their geography. Mm, sure, you know? yeah. Like... Um, Costa Rica. I'm from Costa Rica. Oh, that's great. I've never been to South America. You know, I'm I'm actually not in South America, you know, like, (laughs) but maybe if they're, if you don't know, if you know, they're not going to know because you're from some tiny country, like, like Guinea, Mm -hmm. where's Guinea? have no idea. I've heard of Papua New Guinea is it out there. No, Guinea's in West Africa. Right. You know, to just. To, to go ahead and just say that, I grew up in Guinea, it's, it's just a really small country in South Africa, in West Africa, you know, and, and they'll be like, oh, you know, that's really cool. Take it, just take away anything that's going to make them feel embarrassed or stupid, mm-hmm. you know, just take it mm-hmm. away by giving them another sentence mm-hmm. that explains it, mm-hmm. or just say, initially. 
actually just say, oh, I grew up in a really small country in West Africa. And leave it at that and don't even give the name of it yet. Yeah, there you go. Unless they, unless they ask you, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but they often, when you just give the country, they won't have any idea where that is. Mm-hmm. And so, so go ahead and set them at ease and say, it's just this really small country in in West Africa, about the size of Rhode Island, you know, or something ridiculous like that. Give them something that is a connector point to them. Right, you yeah, know? making it relatable. Like it's the size of Tennessee or it's the size of, and do your homework and come up with something that's a comparison thing. Mm-hmm. Where we were, we were actually really close to the equator. So it was really kind of cool for us. The sun, we, sundown was at 7 p.m. every night. It was always the same. We didn't have the change like you guys have yeah. in winter and, and summer and shorter days and longer days, you know, like most of you people here or whatever. And they're like, oh, wow, yeah, that's really interesting. That, now you've got their attention. Mm-hmm. So, like, find ways of something that's a connector point between something that would be familiar to them. Mm. And then find, you know, find ways to connect it and take away any kind of, uh, don't just don't, even though it might, even though it might be really fun <laughs> to like let them feel stupid, you know, like <laughs> stupid Americans again, look at that. They don't know where Guinea is, you know, yeah. it's like, just, just take it away and don't do that. Do yeah. whatever you can in telling your, in getting started, telling your initial point, do whatever you can to make them comfortable. Right. That's good. And, and willing to know more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If you, turn, if you turn them off at the beginning, then they just, they're done. They walk away and they don't have any reason to come back. Right, right. The relationship is over at that point. So again, you're back to what's the big picture? What are you really trying to do here? If you're trying to build friends, um, you know, that Carnegie book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, you know, mm-hmm. if that's what you're trying to do is to make friends, then you got to reach out. Mm-hmm. And you can't do stuff that... You could, you certainly could, and it's real easy to do that. Right. Um, but refrain from that. Right. Tell yourself, I'm here, I'm here to make a new friend. Right. You know, it doesn't always work. Sometimes they still walk away and never come back and just keep looking. You'll find people out there that will truly be interested, yeah, you know, in your story. All right, well... This has been so good, Donna. There's just so so much for TCKs to get out of this as far as um, when to tell your story, how to tell your story, and what aspects of your story are really important and are really going to connect. And then also, very importantly, how to reciprocate that and to turn it back and look at, uh, look at the person that you're um, talking to and find out, number one, what do you want out of this relationship? You know, Do you just want your story to be heard or do you want to actually develop a friendship? And then number two, how do you go about that? How do you go about telling your story so that someone can actually take the time to like pull out details that um, are relatable to them and that make sense and then that can have uh, follow-up questions? Thank you so much, Donna, for joining me on Third Culture. You're welcome. And we will have to have you back again sometime, okay? Yeah, that'd be fun. I'd enjoy it. Okay, awesome. You have been listening to TCK Care, the podcast with Stephen Black and today's guest, Donna Messenger. If you've been enjoying TCK Care, uh, be sure to subscribe, share the love with your friends and family, and check out tckcare.com, 
And be sure to check in again next week as we talk about artistic expression in the TCK journey. See you next week.